Morning Show. TJ and Drake in with you. We're going to be joined here by uh, Oklahoma golf coach Ryan Hibble, who is at a, a major event going on here in Norman this weekend. Coach, sorry, you got the B team today. Toby bailed on you. My apologies. He, uh, he split town on you, so you've got me and Drake, so I apologize. I, I don't know. I think this is opportunities for us all. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Toby's missing out, and, and that's just part of it. Uh, We've got to step this up. This is just him leaving town and not supporting an event that a lot of Sooners are involved with. You know how he does, Coach. He, he gets out of town and leaves during these situations. So, anyway, uh, big uh, Corn Ferry Tour in town. So, Explain to people that may not know what this Corn Ferry Tour is, Compliance Solutions Championship going on at the Jimmy this weekend. Explain a little bit about what the Corn Ferry Tour is for those that may not know. Yeah, I mean, the Corn Ferry Tour, I mean, the Corn Ferry is just a sponsor name. Uh, this is the minor leagues of the PGA Tour uh, in, in theory, and, and all these guys that are, that are playing this week are uh, hopefully going to be the, the next superstars on the PGA Tour. And uh, we were super fortunate because we have eight, former Oklahoma Sooners uh, playing this week. And uh, I want to say there's 156 players in the field. Uh, so it's a big field, and uh, the golf course is in tremendous shape. But, uh, yeah, th- these guys are hopefully going to be playing on your t- on your television screen as early as next year. You know, they, they give out 25 tour cards uh, early on, and then they have a playoff system for another 25 tour cards. So you're going to have 50 guys arguably from this area be on the PGA Tour in the next year. Uh, so talk a little bit about uh, who some of the Sooners are and names that guys might recognize out there that will be uh, competing in this this weekend. Yeah, I'm actually out here on number five right now, now at uh, Jimmy Austin. I'm watching Quade Cummins. He's kind of leading the charge. Uh, uh, Logan McAllister, who just finished up with us, uh, he's playing this morning. Martin Flores, uh, who graduated in, uh, all the way back in 2004 when I was going to school, uh, still duking it out and doing a great job. Uh, Chris Goderup's playing this afternoon, Haskins Award winner, uh, you know, one of the longest hitters uh, in professional golf. Uh, Patrick Welch, who just graduated with his crosshander, he's playing this morning. Uh, Patrick's in his third start already. He finished 12th last week up in Wichita, so he's already gotten off to a, a nice uh, professional start. Uh, Michael Gellerman and Charlie Saxon, <clears throat> kind of my old guard that started with me a long time ago. Um, you know, we just, we've got a lot of great Sooners and, and, um, hopefully somebody's going to be making some noise Sunday afternoon. Hopefully so. You know, it's got to be cool for them, opportunity for them to come home and play at the Jimmy and, um, and play on that course in an event like this. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, and I, I missed one Grant Hirschman who, uh, graduated in 2019. Hirsch has been out here for, uh, I guess four years now. So, um, all these guys being able to come back home, it's interesting. It's no different than whenever we host regionals. Uh, you know, you got to shake off the nerves a little early because even though you're playing at home, there's actually maybe a little bit even more stress and pressure just mentally, and, and there's a lot more fans and, and uh, you know, more interest even from yourself because you know, you know every shot. You've been there. You've done it. Um, but, like, for instance, I saw Quaid kind of uh, knock off some nerves there on the first couple holes, and I think he's ready to go. So once these guys get going, I think the, the home field advantage should kick in. So what does an event like this do for the program? Is it, is, is it going to help in recruiting, or is it something that is more geared toward uh, you know, guys that had formerly played for you and their opportunity yeah. to get to PGA, and that helps you, or is it just kind of all-encompassing there? 
Yeah, it's a good question. You know, we've been working on this for about 10 years. The, the tour knew that we were uh, interested in having an event. Um, <clears throat> it, it helps in a lot of different ways. Number one, it just gives recognition to our golf course. It's a championship-level golf course. Sure. I've talked to a lot of, you know, tour guys this week that I've known in college golf. Forget about my guys, other other players, and they're like, this is, you know, one of our top three golf courses on tour, on the Corn Ferry, you know, tour. So that that's that's a prideful moment for us, obviously. It helps in recruiting and, and whatnot. But for me personally, um, if, if one guy – so this is a five-year deal, and we've got eight guys this week, uh, right? And, and every year mm-hmm. that goes by, if we get one guy that it helps in their career to get them to that next level, uh, it will have been worth it for us. And uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, some people will talk about recruiting this, that, and the other. For me, it's more about our former guys and helping them get – a platform and, and a foundation for a great start to their career. Uh, or, you know, a guy like Martin Flores has been doing this for almost 20 years out here. If he were to come and win, I mean, you want to talk about just an opportunity and, and just making all of us, you know, so proud. So right. um, all of that together, I think, is it's just a win-win for everybody. Like you said, it's, it's a point system, and then um, the PGA cards will be given out. And I didn't know about the bonus 25. I thought there were just 30 overall, so that's even more than I – had thought originally when I was reading into this thing. So, and I know, uh, you know, McAllister's kind of, of the former guys, he's the highest point total right now, sitting about 18th right now. Yeah, he is, and he almost won a, a tournament lost in a playoff uh, a month or so ago. And, and uh, you know, Logan's been playing some good golf uh, this year so far. I mean, I, I really think that Chris is getting ready to, to, to blow up and do something great. You know, uh, Quade Cummins, one of our local guys, Weatherford, Oklahoma, don't be surprised if he doesn't, you know, really do something fantastic this week. He he's always loved Jimmy Austin, and uh, he loves playing with good vibes. And I know this place gives it to him. Well, uh, good luck to everyone out there. Have fun out there, and uh, like you said, hopefully uh, not just uh, one, but several of the the Sooners are in contention on Sunday. And we'll give some more ticket information. I know Teddy is going to be broadcasting live from out there a little bit later today, and then uh, Brian Vineyard and Josh Helmer they they do the Gimme Zone show. They're going to be broadcasting out there from Saturday, so. It's a big weekend for Norman, so good luck out there, Coach. All right, thank you very much. Right, appreciate you appreciate having you. me on. All right, man. So, yeah, ticket, uh, tickets still available, General Mission, Compliance Solutions, Championship.com. You can get tickets. I know we've given out several, you know, inside the ropes and the hospitality tickets that we've given out. So if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend uh, in Norman, uh, those tickets are still available, and you can go out there. And like I said, Teddy's going to be broadcasting out there live today. And, uh, Ted, I'll warn you again. I believe you're going to be outdoors in a pergola, so uh, maybe wear your tank top. At least it's not like – I don't think today is supposed to be like it was on Monday. Was Monday the day that it was just like ridiculously oh, – yeah, it, it was Monday, yeah. Yesterday turned out nice. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Uh, that rain, uh, bring your tank top and a big brim hat there, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Does Teddy wear a big brim uh, – like a bucket hat? I like to think so whenever he at least mows and stuff like that. At least put sunscreen on that bald head of yours. Drake's got something you can borrow if you need it. Oh, yeah. I've got some SPF 1000 for you. Now, good luck to all those guys out there. And he went over the names. Quade Cummins, Martin Flores, Chris Goderup, uh, Grant Hirschman, Logan McAllister, Charlie Saxon, Patrick Welsh, uh, Michael Gellerman, all those uh, former Sooners out there competing this weekend. And uh, hopefully hopefully maybe one of them can uh, win this thing. So. You laughing at me? Uh, no. Uh, I'll tell you in the break. All right. All right.
thought Drake was making fun of me. (laughs) 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 All right. We uh, kind of uh, skipped over some of the text. Uh, uh, We can get into a few here if you would like to uh, when we we jump to Sean, who is an elite. Uh, You want to know about college bowling? Get with Sean. Uh... (laughs) Uh, let's see. Sugar Shane in Newcastle. Uh, this one's <laughs> like the Par- Parker is. J- I'm sorry. I'm skipping back to is- yesterday's. Parker is Jaden Gibson. Really six eleven. Uh, <laughs> that goes back to the um. Oh, who's the Michigan player that just went to Kansas? Basketball player. Oh yeah. yeah. And self says he's grown like four inches or yeah. whatever it is mm-hmm. since he got there six weeks ago, and it's oh, like what? Bad. So no, he put out jokingly that Jaden Gibson had said <laughs> reached six eleven. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Lumberjill has been a term used in the UK since the Second World War. Okay. So it is a Lumberjill. Sure. Uh, Lumber Ladies. Lumber Ladies. From Dallasville. <laughs> I love that. I know the Lumber Lady. I don't know the Lumber Ladies. Uh, I guess Stephen F. Austin won a national championship a few years ago in bowling. Yes. I think with this group of girls and these coaches. So, yeah, they're national championship winning coaches. I did not expect to be laughing that hard this morning. That was hilarious from Coy on the text oh, line. <laughs> I said, Toby's gone. Uh, I will find nothing funny about yeah, this show today. Trust me. Trust me. I, I know that's not going to be a funny show if I'm going to be. I, I love, too, one of the I, – I kept reading about this even after I talked about it. Oh, one of the articles says um, – uh, they would like you to know the uh, <laughs> the Steve uh, Steve uh, I'm blanking on his last name. He has been removed from the Stephen F. Austin coaching website, so he is not on there. Like like as if they would keep him on there <laughs> after all of this. Oh goodness. Oh, that's funny. All right, we'll continue getting to your text. We'll get into some more stuff. I've got some news on uh, uh, a story on Dell Earnhardt, Charles Barkley. There's several things. If we don't have time today, we'll get into them tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Coach Hibble for jumping in with us for a few minutes. ComplianceSolutionsChampionship.com backslash tickets if you want to look into going to that event. And uh, congratulations to those of you that are going with the uh, giveaways that we had earlier in the week last week. Take a timeout. TJ and Drake after this on the T-Row Show. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show on this Thursday. So it's brought to you by the great people RK Black. Visit rkblack.com, see how it is so they can help your medium to small business. They've been doing it for, what, 70 years now? 70-plus years? Uh, providing you the best in office Almost as long solutions. as I've been alive. That's right. That's right. TJ's 82 years old, so almost as long as TJ's been alive. Uh, technology solutions, including copier, copiers, faxes, printers, scanners, document management, and network solutions, plus so much more. Give them a call at 405-943-9800. Visit them at rkblack.com. See how it is. They can help make your business more effective, more efficient today. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, any word on what teams might be added to the 2024 football schedule? Um, Boston College seems to be a popular name out there. There's a couple of others, and I'm... Blanking on what those were. And, you know, I heard Ted and Tyler talking about because of the speculation of the 
email that went out from uh, Soonersports.com said specifically, from the ticketing office, said specifically, like, these are the games for 2024 home games. Uh, there's a to-be-decided and then one unannounced game. And huh. both Teddy and Tyler were saying, well, it's got to be a road game, right? And, it, like, I thought about it, like, yeah, that is pretty logical, but it's there's a pretty good chance, I would think, that that's one of those – this is just me speculating – that it could be one of those neutral site one-off games that you get sometimes because those are usually only scheduled one to two years out. And since OU all of a sudden has two games to fill on its non-conference schedule. Yeah, but a neutral site's usually a bigger game. Could you see them it, adding a big opponent going yeah, into the first season of the SEC? But That would surprise the, me. The thing is, is that there's so many of those neutral site games to where it's kind of gotten watered down a little bit too. Yeah, somewhat. So but it could be to where you have, say, a neutral site game, but it's against the Colorado Buffaloes, for instance. Right. Or Washington State. So or or even Boston College. Which is which the is type of team I expect up. to be added. Yes. You know, Boston College, Washington State, a like you said, Colorado power, power five, five team. Conference. Yeah. Yes. Toby mentioned Indiana. He brought them up the other day. I mean, it's it. Everyone's speculating it's going to be a team like that. If if you know, to answer your question on who's going to be added, like no word on that yet, though. Yeah. Um, we may not get that for a while. I would think not. Yeah. Um, it might be well into football season. Before well, that's what we I'm get, saying. Yeah, yeah, it may before we get anything official on that. Sure. Because that is about like trying to turn around a cruise ship. So. It will be interesting to see going forward what their philosophy is, how they handle, you know, the the non-con schedule. Um, someone joked the, uh, yesterday about they can't wait for that uh, scrub November game against uh, Langston State, or <laughs> you know, whoever it might be. That's just a terrible opponent, like the SEC. And I think I I, I know it's several of the SEC schools. But it seems like Alabama is always the one that stands out there with you on that game. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Nick Saban saying that he wants the playoff spots determined now by Vegas and gambling odds is he will not let last year go that he did not get one of those spots. It's like, man, it's it's done and over with. And I know he's doing a lot of it to plant seeds for this year and to get in people's heads and have them thinking about Alabama. But to continue to keep bringing this up. That's, that's the hilarious thing about it. Like the fact the notion that Alabama could possibly not be on the forefront of the committee's mind. Right. <laughs> like, all, well, they forgot about us. I got to stay in the news. All 14 weeks of the season, like, they completely forgot about Alabama and Bryce Young last year, Nick Saban. <laughs> like, give me a freaking break, Nick. Uh, if you hadn't heard, like, uh, Nick Saban came out with uh, Jewel Klatt and basically said, well, Vegas said we would be favored against three of the four teams, so they need to take that into account when selecting these teams and perhaps use the uh, gambling odds. Um, the Vegas loves Bama. He knows Vegas loves Bama, and they would be in every year. They could have three losses, and Vegas is going to favor them over several teams that would probably be there that may have no losses or one loss compared to three, you know? 
It, it's amazing to me that uh, Nick Saban all of a sudden has a, such a very close relationship <laughs> that's going on with Brent Musburger all of a sudden, too. So. Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah, that's a- right. Absolutely. Uh, what else do we have on the uh, text line? Uh, we've got somebody that, I guess, won one of the tickets uh, to the Corn Ferry Tour with a beautiful picture of the Jimmy this morning. Look, Look at, that. at that. Look at that. Uh, nice, clear blue skies at the Jimmy and uh, green fairways as well. Uh, Luckily, there's some storms this this afternoon that uh, will probably come through Norman. But beyond that, the weather looks amazing for this event, by the way, for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. They should have no problems at all. So hopefully that uh, storm system that is being predicted for this afternoon kind of clips us or or misses and and everything goes well today. But, yeah, for the next three days, they look tremendous, hot, but tremendous. Uh, too late for Patrick. Uh, ask. Oh, sorry, we missed this. Uh, ask coach what he thinks the winning score might be. Uh, well, TJ can answer that. TJ, what's what's gonna uh, be the winning score? Twenty three under. I'm oh, going twenty three okay. under. Okay. Uh, give or take uh, about wow. ten. Wow. Yeah. Uh, a sooner with uh, the twenty three under. Or? Uh, that's right. Okay. They'll oh. all. Uh, there'll be uh, all eight sooners will end with uh, uh twenty under scores uh, oh. battling it out down the stretch wow. on Sunday. Wow. What a what a finish. That Tearing up their own home course. Uh, Wright City, Oklahoma are the Lady Jacks. Okay. It's spelled with an X. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Be careful here. Uh, bu- 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to just. Sorry, BFC. Um, <laughs> booted in the text line for today. Um. Out of the 402, Saban uh, forgets that they lost two games in which hey, they were favored as well. He's not yeah. here to talk about the past, uh, just the selection, okay? Yeah, yeah. okay. I, uh, it's it's just so laughable to me. Like, Is it a crazy idea if that's one of the parameters put in, though? Vegas odds? Yes, it's crazy. Are you, <laughs> have you lost your mind? I'm just asking the question. Nick's a very, Nick's a very smart man. He doesn't just throw this out there without thinking about it. Next, we'll hear that he's uh, signed an endorsement deal with like Caesars or someone like this or one of these uh, gambling sites, DraftKings or something. Hey, yeah, NIL can be for coaches too. That's Come right. On. Um, what a slippery I, slope that becomes as far as if you're <laughs> if if you're a a. Head coach at a university, you got an NIL deal from uh, Caesar's Palace or whatever. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think it's a crazy yeah. idea too. I'm just, I'm just throwing the question out there yeah. because he threw it out there. But oh, yeah, it's. I, I'm, I, I, what I don't get is, like, why he won't let last year go. Like I, he's that butt hurt over it that no, he just well, can't. It's, I, I, it's June twenty what second? Is that what the date is today? Yeah. It takes, but TJ, we see this all the time with all-time greats in their field of these type of slights are the exact kind of thing that continue to drive them throughout their career. That they look for these kind of whatever it might be. Michael Jordan was huge on this. Kobe Bryant. Anybody. I They look for these things to where, oh, you think this? Huh? Here's here's how I'm going to prove you wrong moving forward. And the weird thing is is how so it is that it, he can So he's using this for personal motivation. Like yeah, but that's that's the weird thing too about it. Nick to Saban's too, been left out of playoffs before and yeah. hasn't made this huge of a deal yeah, over it. it. It's the weird thing that it's the Vegas tie that he continues to bring back up. Like if you want to continue to say 
oh, well, we were left out. I guess we weren't good enough. We hope that uh, Alabama football can bounce. Like, if you do it that way, it makes more sense to me. I just – I don't really understand the – And it's not like he can use this as motivation for his team. Yeah. Everyone believed in you. Or everyone uh, – nobody believed in you but Vegas. Vegas believed in you. Right. Go out there and prove Vegas right, right this season. Yeah. Completely different year. Different quarterback players. Like, it's just weird. That also, whole thing – that whole situation. Alabama. People – like, it starts with uh, – uh, the fact that you are one of the favorites right now in college football, <laughs> regardless of what happened. Maybe last he sees year. it slipping. Maybe he sees it slipping. He knows he's getting to an age that it's it's going to end soon. And then the question will be, what happens to Alabama once Nick Saban's gone? Maybe some of that's playing into it with him. Um, he knows he's on limited time here as far as winning another championship and adding to his collection. Um, I that whole thing was weird. Like offering Joel Clatt a job out of that interview and stuff on his staff. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of weird the way it all played out. So, um, Nick Saban. He's a – I love Nick, though. But he's got to let this one go. Like, we get it, man. Sometimes they don't make the selection you like as a head coach. Obviously, you're Nick Saban. You want him to select Alabama every year. And I'm not saying that Alabama, you know – Years that they're left out of the playoff can't beat two, three, maybe all four of the teams that are in the playoff. Obviously, they're still one of the top ten teams in the country. Obviously, they're still highly talented. Heisman Trophy winners, you know, elite uh, first-round draft picks. So, I get his argument in wanting to be one of those teams, but <laughs> I don't know that you can get Vegas involved. The... Uh, May not work out as well as he's thinking. So, uh, Doc B just called. Want to let you know. Uh, good morning, and the red hot Reds are still red hot. So, thank you, Doc B. Congratulations to you and your Reds. Obviously, it would have got talked about a lot more today uh, if Toby was here. Oh, there's Victor on my television. Get him off. Get the baseball out of his hand. Um, I'm not trying to ignore it. It is a major story. Eleven wins in a row. It's the Reds' longest streak since, like, the 50s, which really surprised me with yeah. some of the teams that they've had yeah. this, those, uh, in the, the 70s and 80s. Teams, yeah, teams, that man. they didn't, you know, go on a streak of at least 11. 12's the franchise record, so. Yeah, I, I mean, th the Moneyball goes, I know that you hate Billy being in the A's, but Moneyball I love the goes, movie Moneyball, though. Yeah, Moneyball is great, but it talks about the randomness of win streaks because, the longest win streak that that Murderers Row team of the Yankees, what was that, 27? The 1927 Yankees, that sounds right. Yeah. Saying it like that, yeah. Um, The longest win streak they had was uh, 12 games, I think. And that 0-2 team of the A's went and won 21. Streak. Right, yeah. Uh, is It's just completely random as far as a win streak in baseball. You never know what, how it's going to happen. What team's going to get red hot? How long it'll last? And uh, very rarely does it work out to where a team is going to be going and winning a championship either. So Dude. it's it's fantastic. I mean, the Reds, what it is that they've done just in the last 20 days has been incredible because of everybody that they've called up basically from AAA, from AA, has just either pitched out of their mind uh, hit out of their mind. It's just, it's been incredible.
Did the Braves, uh, did they win yesterday? Do they still have their streak intact? Because they won several in a row too, right? Because, yeah, the Reds are off today, start their series Friday with the Braves, who have won several in a row too, or they had. Seven straight. Seven straight. Okay. Let's see. Do the Braves play today? Uh, yeah, I, they didn't play yesterday. Philly. So yeah, yeah, they play at they, noon. They play. They might play a doubleheader today. So yeah. So hopefully they keep that intact. But yeah, congratulations, Doc. Congratulations, Toby. Uh, Brian Vineyard, who's getting a little hard to handle around here. You've got eleven in a row. But as someone pointed out yesterday, if you were in the AL East, you'd be in last place. <laughs> Uh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, if you were just to switch with Boston right now, absolutely. <laughs> right. They, would, they would be in last place in the East. All right, we'll take a timeout. Back after this on the T-Row Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Big thank you to Black Thunder Roofing. They bring you this hour of the... Oh, no, this R.K. Black. I was thinking we were still in the 7 a.m. hour. R.K. Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Document solutions, copiers, fax printers, rkblack.com. Bobby from BA says we're taking Saban's comments out of context. We would never do that here on this show. I don't Take think something anybody out of context. media has ever done anything like that no. before. I went back to the BFC's uh, text, too, that we would not read on the air. I don't even understand it, really. Yeah, I... I, <laughs> I don't really even get I, it. <laughs> I could not... I was trying to get the context of it, but it's it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's... I, I, he just loves to refer to that one star, and star's the wrong word, but I don't want to put the other word in front of it. <laughs> he loves, like... I tell him this all the time. Like, his materials from 1975 to 1983, he's got to update his material. he references that guy like, every he time. He references that guy. That's what I'm saying. That guy is like, um, what, has he passed yet or is he still in prison? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, like, he's in, like, his 80s. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know if he's still alive. Uh, and, like, no one knows who that is anymore. Uh, outside of people, like, 40 and older. Now you're not quite that old and you know who it is, but right. you only know who it is because of Bob from Cement over the years referencing him so many times. Yeah, that's the reason I know. So, anyway. And Bobby, we would never take anything out of context. Stop it. That's right. We've got to get Vegas involved in these uh, these picks here. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. You got one more here on the text line. 918. Uh, flying back with Kyler from the baseball game to the spring game happened 2017, correct? That would have been the year because that was the year that, um, yeah, that that would have been was it. That 17? That would have, mm, no, it, it would it would have been 18. 18, wasn't it? yeah, yeah, because it was the year that Kyler was going to start going into that season, right? So it would have been 18. Yeah, I think that's right. Kyler yeah. was on the it seven, definitely wasn't seventeen is too team. far back. Yes. I think Kyler was on the seventeen baseball team. Um, that's the random. That's a random. Yeah, that that's a random question of the day. I was not expecting a question yeah. about that uh, helicopter flight with yeah. uh, Kyler and Toby. Uh, college baseball helicopter. I thought it was a plane. <laughs> oh, man, he's talking about the helicopter when it landed at the um, behind the field. 
You remember that and Kyler jumped off of the helicopter? No, I do not. Gosh, what game was that? It was in Texas somewhere, I want to say. It may have been the Texas series. I think he took a helicopter at one point, didn't he? And it landed in the outfield, like behind the fence? I don't remember that. That doesn't mean that. Did I dream that? Possibly. I I don't know. know. Yeah. Uh, College Baseball World Series, uh, one of the finalists are in. Florida eliminates TCU yesterday. TCU had been on a uh, bit of a magical ride there at the uh, late part of the season and then into the uh, into the regionals and super regionals, riding it all the way to Omaha. But they fall yesterday 3-2. to two. Florida's pitching has been really good in this thing. They are in. They have gone uh, 3-0 and in Omaha. They now await the winner of Wake Forest and LSU. LSU extends it out. They survive for another day. They beat Wake Forest last night 5-2 to two, and uh, will play again uh, tonight. And Florida's loving this because obviously it means another game for both these teams, using up more pitching and uh, kind of shuffling how you're going to use your pitching uh, when that championship series yeah. starts on Saturday. So Florida's loving it. That and they, Florida's uh, just played the minimum, right? They so. played the minimum, yeah. So which Wake Forest would have had they won, won. last night. Yeah. So... Um, LSU jumped out on them though, had the big home run and um, got them. So there will be another game. That one's difficult for me because it's LSU. Their fans are in the stands are just obnoxious. Their fans in general are. I don't like the program. But then Wake Forest with the whole uniform shirts unbuttoned thing, mm-hmm. like running around, like button up your your uniform, like uh, that bothers me. So both teams, every time they do something exciting, bother me in that <laughs> when these two teams have played. Well, and with LSU too, you've got two supreme talents on that team, and Dylan Cruz and uh, Skeens as well. That yeah. could be picks one and two in the Major League Baseball draft. So that's the other angle. Do you, it is being able to see those two elite-level Major League Baseball prospects continue to play. So, it's it's been a fun College World Series so far, though. Um, part of it's because of uh, all the wild... It seems like there's been more wild finishes this year than even in recent memory. Any year that I can really remember. It seems like all the walk-offs, everything, the go-ahead, late-inning... Uh, Runs everything. It's it's is, been great. Is that uh, is that happening in late games because of the pitch clock situation and guys not being able to like reset themselves on the mound? Possibly. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's it could be a number of things. It. I have no idea. I have no idea how to answer that because I don't know how anybody could really quantify that. So it's working. We talked a little bit about this day uh, yesterday, the the, the baseball uh, rule changes and stuff, and it's working for um, attendance in Major League Baseball. It's working for television ratings. Mm -hmm. The LSU-Wake Forest, the first game that they played on Monday, um, averaged just over 2 million viewers. It was the most watched pre-finals Men's College World Series game on record on any ESPN format. Wow. Um so that drew a huge crowd. Now it's two major programs, too, and two great teams. Yeah. Um, so that led to a little bit with of a it. lot of talent but on those two. Teams, overall, yeah. the the entire tournament is averaging 1.2 million viewers. That's up 17 percent from last year. So baseball in general, because MLB's put out a lot of this too here recently about their attendance at ballparks, is 
significantly up. Yeah. So it's got to be tied to that. Like, I was completely against the, the pitch clock and everything. My argument's always been I didn't think it was as much the pitchers as it was the hitters holding things up. Yeah. Their constant adjusting of their wristbands and their elbow pad and yeah. stepping out and then doing the stare at their bat and then putting the one foot in and holding the hand up. Yeah. That was taking way much more time than what pitchers were and just mm-hmm. kind of refocusing and resetting themselves. So uh, to me, at, it's at more of At the very of a, least, it was taking up as much time. Right. So to me, it was more of a hitter's clock as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'll admit I, I was against it. I might be wrong against it because – even I, as a baseball lover, have watched a lot more than I have in recent years. Yeah, And part of that is, obviously, my team is good this year. My major league team is good mm-hmm. this year. OU's been on two great runs the last couple of years. So, I mean, some of that's tied together. But uh, we see the numbers here on ESPN. Highest rated game ever, pre-finals. And highest uh, percentage, up 17% over just last year. So... Something's working, and it's got to be related to a lot of that. And yeah, these I, games being a little shorter. You're you're hesitant to say it. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit it. I was completely wrong about how it would speed up the game, how effective it would I, be. And I how, I'm surprised how much more I'm enjoying the game yeah, and the pace of it. Yeah, it's it dawned on me very quickly in the season. So I, you remember, I went to Seattle for that opening oh, yes. weekend, uh-huh. and. That was just day two of major, or that was day three technically of Major League Baseball because opening day was Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday was their the Mariners' second game of the season. That game lasted one hour and fifty four minutes, and at that point in the season, it was the already the fastest game in Major League Baseball. And that was the point in time to where I was like, oh, wow. So this, like, I was skeptical about how much of a change it would have, how much of an impact it would have on the pace of play and how quickly games would go. Right. It's It's been dramatic. And I will say, as far as being able to grow the game, I mean, you just quoted all the numbers as far as TV ratings, as far as attendance, everything – it seems to be helping. It seems to be improving the game. And I will openly admit that I was wrong about this, that I was being a curmudgeon that just wanted to keep things the way they were because that's the way I like it. It's the definitely game. helped. I'll, I'll admit. I think I'm wrong, too. Uh, updated Jello shot board. I believe this is the latest update. LSU still leading the way. They're fans. And obviously winning yesterday, they live to fight another day and more Jello shots. The current tally, 26,517 by o- uh, LSU fans. The next closest team is Wake Forest. Like, <laughs> at this point, why are you continuing to buy them if you're LSU? <laughs> like, you've got this one. Well, what? you've got it one, but I think you're setting the record so far out there that it's going to be impossible for any other uh, fan base to beat it going forward in the future. Um, it, it, 26,517 jello shots at five bucks a piece. Man, but, and you but, and I talked. It, What's the that, likelihood this is just Jello? That there's no alcohol yeah. in the Jello shots? Yeah. What the actual alcohol? Alcohol? Because they're drinking is beer and yeah. other alcoholic drinks and stuff like that. They're already drunk. How but does that, how does that they're able to keep up with demand on this too? It's just incredible to me. The next closest team is Wake with seven thousand two hundred and fifteen. So a uh, nineteen thousand shot difference. LSU fans, that's what we're going into. 
That's what we're competing against. Oh my goodness. 21,000 shots, or 26,000 shots. Uh, crossover is next. Plank joins us back after this on the T-Row Show. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland. TJ Perry and Chris Plank brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. No Toby Rowland. Did he say where they went? Or is he, oh, he doesn't say until he gets back, right? He hinted to it, so I don't know if I'm not supposed to say okay. or not because I think technically he accidentally said yesterday and then kind gotcha. of backed away from it. You know how he is. He yeah. likes to be all secretive with be that. See, and then when he gets back, we can yeah. hear the tale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. I hear Nantucket's great this time. So. <laughs> Nantucket. I think this is a uh, happy birthday if she's listening to Jenny. Uh, mm-hmm. We won't say her how old she is. Uh, 22. <laughs> Uh, well, I went too high. You went too high. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday. I think this is a uh, uh, getaway oh, for the two of them birthday. and then uh, another couple. So their ce- birthday celebration for all four of them that are having milestone birthdays this year. So. Do you do a lot of couple stuff? No. Okay. I have. Right. I have. Well. Here's where I get mad. Tell like, me what's say Swingers Cove. But so, you know. <laughs> so we have friends that we've known, you know, since our 20s. We've grown up with them. We're close to them, groups of friends, and they all want to always get together on these vacations. And it becomes this mess of, well, this weekend doesn't work for us, or this week doesn't work for us, and why don't gotcha. we go here? Well, we should really go here. Well, we don't like this place, but why don't we go? And it becomes a nightmare. And I tell her, I was like, I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a grumpy old man. I, okay, okay, then we're so. the same because <laughs> I don't even know. It's like everything is family. Yeah. So if we were to go somewhere, it'd be with like my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, right. or my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. So see, family maybe you can you can usually work a date out sure. like that when you've Absolutely. got multiple families with kids right. in different events and sports and all that. It's impossible. Funniest thing it's now. Impossible. Hey, by the way, quick little family side story. Uh, my brother-in-law is really taking up smoking cigars. Like really <laughs> taking up smoking cigars. And my wife is just so angry about it. It's uh, hilarious. But I feel like it's it's tapered off a little bit. But it is wild. I was like, want a cigar? I'm like, who does it at? It's 7 in the morning, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a breakfast cigar. It's right. No, but I, um, yes. Okay, cool. So I'm not seeing that he's got a couple's excursion. I'm not missing out that it's not a thing in my life, right? No, you're not. Jo- Jordy Ball's making the media rounds. And a yeah. lot of stuff is going to drop over the next few days. Like Nothing- meaning what? I just want to make this very clear. Nothing negative, right? Nothing okay. negative about Oklahoma. Um, I think I think Barry wrote about it. If that was – was that today? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was yesterday when it was in the Oklahoma. Barry wrote about it. She did the um, media rounds on that, maybe like Monday. Right. Um, I, I talked to Mitch Sherman last night from The Athletic. They're running a big piece on her. There's a lot of Jordy Ball. And he – Mitch was kind enough just to he, – he was trying to fact check some things. He goes, what do you think about this quote? And he read a quote from her dad. And Dave doesn't do much. Um, is that proper English? Dave hasn't done much, right? He, he's not a guy that you see in front of the cameras. They're not here a ton, right. or at least they weren't. And it's, it was something to the effect of the amount of pressure that, that you're under 
no one can really truly wrap their arms around or how much pressure was and taking the the fun out of it last year. And it got me thinking, is is that a thing now we need to start worrying about with what we're doing with this dynasty for Oklahoma softball? Where it's like, hey, okay – and I don't know what that looks like. It, it's it's a weird quote because... And, and I paraphrase it, but that's that's the gist of it. It seemed to be what she thrived on. That pressure in that moment. Like, yeah. give it to me. I want the ball in my hands. But yet, it sounds like... Because we heard some stuff last week a little bit leaking out sort of along those mm-hmm. lines. That sounds like that inside, she was under this major struggle. Yeah. yeah. Which is not what she... Look, it wasn't the persona. It wasn't the persona that she preach. put out. That's yeah. that's, that's what's what crazy I told him. about it. Yeah. So, you would never know from watching her, right? You would never know what we hear now was an issue. Did now, I'll pull back and say, we don't know what Patty Gasso or Jen Rocha might have had to deal with. Maybe that made made things a right. little bit different for them in that the, relationship, not in a bad way, but just in a. But how do we? What is that reaction? You know, maybe it's maybe it's a little different world there. All this has to stem from the the streak, though, right? I mean, it's... I guess so. Because you come here, you're expected to play a a biggest program in the country, win championships. It was the pressure of that streak, it sounds like, really got to a lot of them. I mean, the way Patty talked and, like, I couldn't go to Costco and, like... But... At that point, don't you just... Can we have more segments Don't you just lose a game? (laughs) Like, if it's that, if it's draining your athletes that much and you as a coach... Just kick one. Just kick one. (laughs) I got to get in depth on this next, man. I, I think right. it's a, I, because that'll be interesting. There's a lot of what... stuff that's going to start dropping, and I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how it's perceived. I think the mental side of things too, with some of these kids that have gone through COVID and how they yeah. handled the last few years, that's a, a lot point. of it's going to hand, uh, affect that's athletes great differently. Point. So yeah. we'll see. All right, bud. All right, uh, appreciate the text today. Drake and I will be back tomorrow. Plank show coming up next. Have a great day, everybody.